Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is your main event, Mart's Bonus Podcast, brought to you by the Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I am your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, Cat Dad, and I am the most professional podcast host. I am Troy. And with me, as always, he's the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He is the WCW watcher of classic wrestling and the Michael Jordan of podcasting. He's the Barry Windham to my sting. It's Greg. What's up, Greg? Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know. I uh, figured I'd get your get a reference to one of your favorite podcasts in there. Is it your favorite podcast or top Besides this one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, I figured, you know, you pay you pay homage to an homage done by uh, Smart Mark. So might as well uh, round out the team there. We just didn't get a reference my, my to homie. Swoggle. We just didn't get a reference to Swoggle in yet, but uh, knowing you... Well, I could go in make, easily. Yeah, me yeah, I was going to say, knowing you, you're probably going to make some comparison between him and I and whatever sometime during the show, but yeah. Challenge Either accepted. Way. Hey, uh, if I could have his net worth... I, shoot, I'd be that short. Whatever. Either way. Jeez, man. That little fool built himself a small empire. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna, oh, ho, ho. But yeah. He uh he doesn't need like to be in a wrestling ring ever again. I don't think so. Shoot, I don't think any of them ever have to. If they don't want to, I don't think any of them have to step foot in a wrestling ring ever again. They obviously love it and they want to, but. Well, Cardona is that uh, it does GCW, so clearly he doesn't step in wrestling rings. Oh God, yeah. Uh, he, he likes something that resembles wrestling taking place in a squared circle. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and speaking of stealing gimmicks today, uh, I, I got to steal one of your gimmicks here real quick. Roll Tide. All right, well, go blue. Uh, no, F that. As, uh, as you reminded me hey, of the date before. They're on right before, now. <laughs> yeah, as you reminded me of the day before we started recording, it, it is college football Saturday. So uh, as of the airing of this, obviously, it is the day before college football Saturday. So uh, we're going to assume that all of the good people won. So... Uh, is that whoever, Michigan? Uh, they are most decidedly not the good ones. We're taking uh, to to further spoil the date. The Ohio State Buckeyes are taking on the Toledo Rockets. So that's Man, get be a, strap your ass in for that one. That's a barn burner. On this Toledo. recording day, by the way, there are only two games where two ranked teams play each other. So wow, there you go. Well, Toledo's practically Michigan, so f them. Uh, <laughs> But getting into uh, the actual stuff we're going to be talking about today on this bonus show, uh, I am excited to talk about this just because I like going back to 1988 and kind of these, you know, I like going back to the 80s, talking about older stuff. 
this show was uh, something, man. You yeah. Had, you had told me you were uh, like going into this week. You're like, oh, one of them's pretty good, and the other one not so much. I'm like, I'm gonna have to ask you after the show which one you're referring to because uh, <laughs> anybody who listened to Wednesday's show, that show sucked. Our podcast was great. The show sucked. Yeah. Well, it was. Yeah. Yeah, anybody goes back and watches that, it was uh, something. Uh, uh, for those who don't know, I just I just record them and throw them in the can. I don't know when the hell they're airing. So. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you're like, I, I recorded, right? Uh, just tell me when to promote it. I'm like and Steph Curry, dude. I just throw the damn ball up there. It's going to go in. Don't worry. Just, I'm just putting it up there. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one was uh, Clash of the Champions Trace. It was a yeah, show. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay, Things I want to point out, going back to what we just said, uh, when I was saying that, I might have thought something was airing before this that wasn't Fall Brawl, to be fair. Yeah. I yeah, think this that's was, what I did. Yeah, probably. Because this was, I'll, I'll tell you now, this was the final Clash of the Champions under the Jim Crockett Promotions banner. Uh, and it was the first show ever to use the tagline Fall Brawl. So technically, this is the very first ever Fall Brawl show. There you go. There was yeah. uh, stuff that took place. But anyway, time out here real quick to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code main event marks, all one word to get 15% off your order. It's main event marks, all one word to get 15% off your order at checkout. But now we're going to get into our first break here. And uh, on the other side of this, we're going to talk about the news and notes right before Fall Brawl of 1988. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's main event marks redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. 
Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Real quick, we want to let you know that the main event, Marks, is sponsored by Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks that gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form and you mix them into water. You can either choose from green apple or watermelon. You can also try both if you get their sample kit. Use our special link that is down in the podcast description, or you can simply go to shockedenergy.com at checkout. Use the promo code main event, all one word, to save 10% on your order. That's promo code main event, and you're going to save 10% at checkout. Do you like your coffee like you like your podcasts? Gimmick and politics free? Well, so do we here at the main event, Marks, and so do the guys and gals at Coffee Brand Coffee, where they ditch the gimmicks. You see, when you buy your coffee from other roasters, chances are that they've been sitting on the shelf for heaven knows how long. Don't rob yourself of freshness. At Coffee Brand Coffee, they roast to order, ensuring that you get the freshest coffee possible. And as Greg will tell you, that's what counts. Coffee Brand Coffee offers bagged coffee as well as K-Cups, And for the non-coffee people, they offer a variety of teas and cocos. Just click on the link down in the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our promo code MAINEVENT, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code MAINEVENT to save 5% at checkout. It's news and notes time. The top story here, uh, it hasn't happened yet. Do you crack a can? I couldn't tell. I did. <laughs> okay. Uh, See, I don't want to crack it near my mic anymore because last week it freaking blew. If you listen, <laughs> I forgot about that. I had to it was out. a nitrous coffee, which was stupid. To, I didn't realize it, but <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys won't know it on the recording because uh, you know my editing. But uh, yeah, <laughs> there was a crack. Oh crap! It's going everywhere. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> nitrous so coffee in a can, guys. Just be careful when popping those bad boys. I cracked a monster that I just bought, and it's uh, it's just oh, yeah? too much head. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, monster, sponsor us. I will drink you uh, it, it, at least uh, more than 50% of the week. So there you go. Either way, uh, the top story here, there's not – the progress is slowed. It, it, this hasn't went through yet, but it's kind of the biggest story in the wrestling world at the time, or one of them at least. The Turner sale of Jim Crockett Promotions continues to drag on, actually taking taking steps backwards this week. Jimmy Crockett is still clearing up any outside or outstanding debts at this time. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, it's supposedly almost oh, yeah. done. <laughs> supposedly <laughs> almost done, except some big changes, or, or expect some big changes to come from it. Uh, yeah, I'd say. A new name, perhaps? 
yeah, a new name, uh, some new bookers. Uh, it's yeah, bunch of stuff. I mean, it's 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 going to change gradually. I think. I mean, probably more suddenly in the backstage area, but it gradually changes, and then all of a sudden, it's just like boom! It's like a completely different company. But Ollie and them, it, we're going through that right now with WWE. Right. Yeah, and the 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 outstanding debts thing. Jimmy Crockett didn't have to worry about much of it because if he would have paid all of that, all of his outstanding debts, he would have been flat broke and bankrupt. So, you see, sir, sir this is why I didn't pay. <laughs> right. This uh, this was not a good situation. Basically, so WWE. If anybody listens to anybody talk about how they structured stuff in WWE. They didn't give guaranteed money. They gave "quote unquote" opportunity, pal. And you know, people it, always joke and laugh at that. But do you know how smart that is? Uh, from a financial side, absolutely. I can't believe he he uh, wandered away from that with the Bret Hart twenty-year contract thing. But uh, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. I think I think that was a one-time lapse of judgment. Either way, uh, he had a lot of payments due in in JCP because. JCP offered, as an alternative to WWE, because they weren't as big and they needed something to lure people in, they gave guaranteed money. And their way of doing that is they said, well, we're, they only run, uh, I can't think, like two or three pay-per-views a year over in WWE. They said, we're going to run four or five, plus all the class shows. And that's going to make it up for you. We're going to pay you these, these big sums of money as payoffs for those shows. And then at the end of the year, if we haven't made it up, we have a big balloon payment that we owe you. Well, they didn't make enough. <laughs> Where's that balloon payment going to come from? You can't pay them the actual money. I know. Does it take I, a math whiz? I know. They, they, they think, well, we'll make it up on the next year or something. I don't know. Or maybe they think, you know, yeah, by the end of the year, they'll that. get the money. Yeah. Well, the balloon payments came due because, no, they did not make enough money through the year on these shows. Some of it. You can blame on Vince counter-programming and whatever. Some of it was just they were not the big dog in town. They were not make, they were not setting the woods on fire. And the balloon payments were coming due at the end of this year. And that's when Jimmy turned to Ted Turner and said, I, I don't have this money. And Ted said, I'll pay it as long as you sell me the company. But okay, there you go. Well, CNN's got the money. Yeah, they, uh, at, the, at the time, Turner had deep pockets. So uh, I will say another reason why I, I had hinted something about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast where there's still, I mean, well, Jim Crock is dead at this point. So I, I hope Rick's not still holding a grudge, but Rick Flair had some bad blood with Jim Crockett Jr. for years because he could have gotten Rick basically could have, you know, that the thing I always play of from family guy where it's like, uh, I, I will put my name on this check and you write down a, a number on this piece of paper and I will pay it. And that could have been Rick, but because Ted Turner, the whole re he was like, well, I want Rick flair. Well, okay. And he was kind of kept there, but he wasn't told, Hey, this is the reason why, because without Rick flair, he doesn't really want NWA. So Rick could have got even more money than he was getting at the time. Nobody told him and he got pretty pissed off at Jim Crockett for keeping that a secret. And I don't really know why Jim would have kept that a secret because, again, he's not the one paying it. What the hell does he care? 
I, my guess is spite. Yeah, I, I'm like, did you hold something against Rick? I know Jimmy I think was that's super a question, close. dude. Like, think about it. Yeah. Yeah, because he was super close with Dusty, and apparently there was some professional jealousy and, and such between Dusty and Rick. So I'm assuming no. it was... Yeah. So I'm assuming this was a... Uh, a dusty he he was in the dusty roads camp kind of thing so i don't know but either way uh this one is not so much about the business of the nwa but so much quick, in it. i think player is gonna be fine by the way yeah right i I, th- I think he'll do okay you know i mean he's gonna owe a lot of alimony but that's, <laughs> hey, that's awesome. yeah right uh, but somebody that's actually on the show there's a big story surrounding him on the steve williams case he was caught with three grams of coke, 22 grams of pot, two grams of mushrooms, assorted barbiturates, 240 steroid tablets, and 28 milliliters of injectable steroids. Going, that sounds so damn fake. <laughs> and who has kicker, all that? <laughs> I know it's like he had a traveling pharmacy in his bag. And get this, it was caught on him going through an airport. I am shocked. Yeah. That would be well, the one place I thought he'd get away with it. <laughs> well, if the judge throws the book at him, he's facing up to 18 months in prison, which you think in 2022, uh, he got caught with all of this crap going through an airport uh, a year and a half. Like, what? But that's, that's but, Rikers Island right there, dude. I know. But since it is a, his first offense, he'll likely be getting a warning and a fine. Today, if you tried to smuggle that much stuff through an airport, you'd probably get five to six years at least. Prosecutors were going to charge him with trafficking, but then changed their minds. It's the coke and steroids, I think, that would be the most thing. Right. Right? I mean, I would think. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. He's got mushrooms. Yeah, like you said. So, well, it said assorted barbiturates. Like, what? Uh, I, I'd like to know yeah, specifics I guess... of... I guess the more specific it gets, the worse it gets. But uh. yeah, it's like, what are the what are the barbiturates? Did you have a prescription? Uh, I mean, I'm assuming not if they're including that in the, sto- in the story. But yeah, actually, yeah. back in the 80s, the steroids could have very well been a subscription. Now that I think about it, Prescri- prescription, uh, huge difference. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, right. I would assume so. But he had 250, or, excuse me, 240 tablets and 28 milliliters of injectables. So I'm like. How, how many do you need? I'm assuming no doctor is going to write that prescription unless he's a dirty doctor. No disrespect to the deceased, but he wasn't that big of a man. So he clearly wasn't doing that many steroids, I don't think. He was large, but yeah, it's not like yeah, but he, he was, was like steroids large. He wasn't like um, Lex Luger. Yeah, so. no. But either way, uh, also in the NWA, Ron Garvin's absence is explained by, get this, Dusty oh, man. beating... Dusty Rhodes beat him up so badly in a street fight that he'll be injured for about four to six months. <laughs> so who the hell's booking this again? I thought it was Dusty himself. Uh, yeah, I. Yeah, I was. Uh, I really wasn't sure if you were being sarcastic. I couldn't tell. But yeah, no, this. I really couldn't. Uh, <laughs> I'll get into this uh, more in the show, but yeah, Dusty Rhodes is booking at this time, and my lord. Isn't he gone at the end of this year, by the way? I know he's at the Royal Rumble in 1990. Okay, maybe he's gone at the end of 89. Uh, wait, because wait, 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 he might be a referee at SummerSlam 89, too. Uh, on his way out, so he's definitely on his way out. Like that, so. 
Yeah, Clash. Uh, I'm trying to figure out which Clash of the Champions it was because it was like Clash of the Champions Christmas something. Um, Christmas Chaos, Christmas. I don't, don't freaking remember. But either way, uh, that was like one of the the last straws for uh, for the old Dust Man. It was. Yeah. What was the issue there? Why didn't you like Garden? Oh, I, I was complete. I, I'm completely wrong. It was seasons beatings. Uh, and it was, yes, it was at the end of this year, Dusty Rhodes won via disqualification over Road Warrior Animal. That was the old spike in the eye. Deal-y. So, and he did what well, he did that previous to the Clash of the Champions, but Clash of the Champions was like the final straw because Turner bought the, the, the company and was like, Hey, uh, cool it on the blood. And Dusty's like, well, I'm booking this show, baby. So we're going to have all the blood. I'm going to get stabbed in the eye, baby. And, <laughs> So he he freaking did that. He's told, "Hey, cool it on the blood." So he does a stabbing in the eye with a spike angle. Yeah, cool stabbing the eyes, me blind forever, bro. <laughs> right. Uh, if anybody didn't AEW get in trouble for doing the exact same thing with Jericho and Moxley and TNT got mad at them, I'm almost certain got, that happened. I don't think they got in trouble for it because they turned right around and because remember he blinded Moxley with that way, obviously an homage to that angle, and then Moxley turned right around and jabbed car keys into the eyes of uh santana it was like a couple weeks later you remember that uh i don't remember that but that's a real sentence yeah. you just said and and then they had an eye for an eye match <laughs> you you don't remember that? i remember like, the, that yeah they were both wearing eye patches yeah so uh and it was different than the eye for an eye match between what was it rollins and and uh mysterio mysterio yeah yeah different but same horrible premise so. well well, no, it's sort of, but at, at the eye for the eye was just like a tagline, basically, in AEW, whereas WWE, it's like, bro, you got to put his eye out, bro. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, doctors work a miracle. Mysterio has two eyes again, so it's, it's all good. Who, who would have called that? I sure, <laughs> sure wouldn't. That was probably the worst thing that he's done in years, man. That was right up there with WCW 1995 bullcrap. So, yeah. I'll never I forget agree. Samoa Joe commenting on that. And when Seth Rollins did it, Samoa Joe saying, it's out. Really popped the hell out of me. I'm like, no, it's not, dude. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> it's out. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Uh, like, who would sign up for that kind of match anyway? Like, thinking, like, realistically about this. Like, yeah, I'm going to si- get signed up for a match where I possibly have to get my eye put out or put out another man's eye. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what kind of sick ass are you? Uh, speaking of, uh, and these are two glorified Hall of Famers, by the way, not just two idiot guys. Whatever, we're doing something. I'll point that out. Well, Greg, it was the horror show. That yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was. That, that show was horror, which uh, lives on in two K twenty two. By the way, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, I will say. Uh, speaking of uh, things that were set in the woods on fire. Kendall Wyndham is moving to World Class Championship Wrestling. I'm done. I don't. Just move on. You're already lied to the people. <laughs> hey, come on. It's Kendall Wyndham. Come on. Uh, but he's moving to World Class Championship Wrestling for reasons that elude Uncle Dave. Leaving behind the obvious joke we can make about that. Uh, okay, hold on. Hold on, though. What am I missing? He wasn't there? He, I don't know. He, he's saying, he's like, I don't know why they're sending him to World Class. 
to get him out of the oh, NWA. class. Okay, sorry. I thought it was WCW. Never mind. Yeah, okay. no. Which actually isn't even alive yet. Right. My mistake. Okay. So, so they sent him to Dallas for, I, I don't know, because he sucked and Dallas could. <laughs> because he's got a last like name, I guess. And... Yeah. Hey, Wyndham is going to be on the show next week. Yeah. Kendall. Oh. Oh, Wyndham to be on the WWE show. Rotunda, that is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who this guy is, but Carl Moffat is uh, is not coming into the NWA after all, but they will have someone under the mask as Russian assassin number two. Hey, that's, that's, um, um, yeah, you know. Uh, you're stupid. He, <laughs> apparently he played Jason the Terrible in uh, some various, uh, oh, he's a Canadian wrestler. <laughs> there was a stretch of a name. <laughs> Yeah, he put on the Jason mask, like the hot, you know, the goalie mask, and then he wore like a white jumpsuit. Dude, you just said it all. You played Jason the Terrible. There's not even a punchline there. You you already hit it. Right. <laughs> Move on. He went, it's dark. Apparently, he was the spoiler at one point. And yeah. Okay, that I know. That that I know who that is. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he would he used the name the spoiler, but that's not the spoiler that I I I think that got big. Big ish for the time. Oh well, there you go being loose again. Whatever. To each his own. The WWF had a superstar taking spoiler got big. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a week long rant on you. Yeah, Lord. <laughs> the spoiler got big. At the time, he was a big ish name, I think, in the territories. Shut up. You already blew it. You telling an idiot. Just stop. Who said the spoiler got big? Just don't. I I stand by that. I think at the time he was one of those those uh, masked wrestlers that. Let's see. Let's sp- yeah. Okay. That was a guy who trained. Uh, that was a guy Don Jardine. That was a guy who trained the Undertaker. Yeah. Well, was, uh, sometimes people get bigger than the trainer. So. Well, of course, the Undertaker is much bigger. Okay. Uh, okay. Let me ask you a question, though. Okay. I'm yeah. going to assume you're right because you look this up and it's on the internet, which means it can't be wrong because exactly obviously, as we all know, can't be wrong. You can't put it on the internet. It's wrong. But yeah. What the hell has he ever been mentioned in the lure of the Undertaker ever? When the hell did they ever mention the the lore I, of the Undertaker? I'm I'm just saying though, and all the things they ever talked about, they've even made a toy to acknowledge uh, Mark uh, Mark was mean Mark. Yeah, they've never mentioned this fool, which means he did when he was in probably, NWA. It probably or didn't. Whatever the hell, he probably didn't do much for him. I mean, he gave him the basics. He was no. He was his full trainer, and he actually uh, the the walk the ropes move uh, is actually an homage to him because that was what Don Jardine used to do. Uh, he actually I thought he it was ta- him looking in the future and giving an homage to Ricky Starks, but okay, I'm wrong. Wow, uh, he said what what originally started was because Don Jardine used to walk the ropes and do like an, an elbow drop, and and Callaway used to do that, but it was hurting his hip, so he uh, they they told him they're like Dude, you're way too big to be doing that, <laughs> just stop. Like, as much as I love the Undertaker, I laugh anytime someone says, I can't do this move, it hurts my hip. (laughs) 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 But yeah, I think he quit, uh, he quit wrestling in like the mid 80s. So by the time any of, like, anybody, like, you know, wrestling became like mainstream, he was out of it. So he was a, he was a very local kind of guy. But either way, that's our dive into the spoiler John, er, Don Jardine for the show. I, yeah, I was weird. Okay. Weird side. Every show, huh? Yeah, right. 
the WWF has a Superstars taping scheduled for San Francisco, but Uncle Dave thinks that they'll switch to the Arco Arena in Sacramento because Vince thought that the Cow Palace was too ugly for TV last time. <laughs> I'd never uh, heard that. Uh, according to you, the Cow Palace the is a more historic moments will be in the Cow Palace, but uh, <laughs> right, yeah, they learned to dress it up after the through the years. Uh, but the only but, uh, the Arco Arena, by the way, as we speak, is about to be torn down finally. Because the oh, Kings wow. got a new arena. Oh, that's cool. Which, you know, I hate the Sacramento Kings by default, but man, it's a nice arena. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but yeah. So I looked it up around this time, and so the only superstars taping I found around this time didn't happen until November, which, I mean, I guess he said scheduled. So whatever. But it did happen in the Cow Palace. So hashtag plans did not change. Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, the WWF's investment in the Sugar Ray Leonard fight is somewhere between five to nine million dollars, which strictly covers uh, cost. Was this against Lalande by any chance? See, uh, I'll, I'll get into that here in a minute because the only fight I found around this time, uh, I'll get into it. Uh, but anyway, uh, it strictly it uh, covers the cost of pay per view distribution and not the actual promotion of the fight. That being said, the fight would have to gross $30 million for Titan to make any money on it, and that's highly unlikely. In fact, it was a giant bomb. I'm assuming... Yeah, it was Alondi, I think. I had to be Alondi. Okay, well then maybe... Pretty blonde boy. Pretty blonde boy. <laughs> well, because that took place... Uh, that, that fight you mentioned, I think, took place before this date. Like, back in, like, April or something like that. So they did multiple... Uh, Thanks for the, for this fight or uh, this guy. Uh, the only fight I can find that is after this for Sugar Ray Leonard close by is in November. Or I'm sorry, not November. In on June twelfth, nineteen eighty nine, against Thomas the Hitman Hearns. Yeah, he was a legit badass. But, uh, okay. Um, yeah. So I, I I don't know. I I don't know how how did that bomb? Because it's, to to my knowledge, I mean Sugar Ray Leonard is a huge name or was a huge name and as far as i knew so was thomas hearns so i i don't know it's strange i do know mike tyson was just starting and he was the the thing so yeah uh, and i i don't know i'm i'm perplexed <laughs> but either way uh, the wwf came to edmonton this week running andre the giant versus hacksaw jim duggan and did a 13,500 near sellout of the building because <laughs> uh, I guess it says because they hadn't been there in a while, probably. So I guess Canada really wanted to see wrestling of some shape or form. And so this is what wrestling is to them? Yeah. <laughs> Their names sold anything. Like, let's, let's not... Andre. I'm going to assume. And look, we, we crap on him, but people liked Jim Duggan. He got big reactions. I, I don't know why but he did. So I don't know. But either I way, mean, you know, I, I bet you carrying that two by four American flag in Canada. probably got him over. Uh, oh, hell yeah. I'm sure that got him over like gangbusters. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Dude. But either way, yeah. <laughs> I, I talked to Canadians that were like, yeah, obviously that didn't, you know, resonate with me. It's like, I can't imagine why. But either way, uh, now years later, 
like in current times, Duggan had told stories about him and Andre selling out Madison Square Garden, which is easily disproven. But maybe he was thinking about this show. Is Hogan on the card? I, I don't know. I well, he's talking about just just him and Andre. So I I don't know. But it, they're they're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he's got you know foggy memory, whatever. It wasn't obviously it wasn't MSG. Around this time, maybe it was this show. It was probably the Knickerbocker Arena or something. They can all be or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's oh, weird. Since Brooklyn but, didn't have an arena back then, I don't, I don't believe. And no. Maybe out on Long Island. But I feel like Knickerbocker Arena was the only other one they went to back then. Uh, yeah. Again, I could be I think, wrong. I, don't. I think this is... He, he might have been just thinking about this Canadian show. Because it's really the only thing around this time that was close to sold out so i i don't know kind of weird to get canada and new york you know madison square garden uh confused but whatever i guess the dates all kind of run together after a while look uh, i'm not trying to be funny but he was known for snorting a lot of coke back then so that's why he got on record. Oh, one of, yeah one yeah. of the reasons why he got fired yeah that plus traveling with a heel uh, speaking it's of just a heel, an anti-american heel but yeah right uh, speaking of drawing power, Randy, uh, Randy Savage's <laughs> matches with Ted DiBiase have been tapering off, uh, but the Andre series is, do, is uh, doing really well. In particular, the WWF house shows in Canada have been doing $300,000 gates, mostly because they're actually paying attention to promoting them instead of SummerSlam, which was not available in Canada at all. Wow, why? <laughs> Uh, I, I guess they didn't have pay-per-view up there or any way to stream pay-per-view up there. I, that's what I'm guessing. I don't know. All right. But, yeah. But uh, the WWF did a Superstars taping the week before SummerSlam and ran an angle at the beginning of the show where the Ultimate Warrior squashed Honky Tonk Man to win, quote-unquote, the Intercontinental title in an impromptu challenge. Then he, quote, defended <sighs> as the new champion in a series of squashes that would, of course, air after SummerSlam, but before Jack Tunney, quote, reversed the decision at the end of the night and awarded the title back to Honky Tonk Man. That is so stupid. I mean, I know it was the norm back then, but wow. That's how they got around, oh, he's got the belt on these tapings, but it's before he wins the belt. So we got to do this BS angle at the beginning of the show and then after the show, and it, yeah. Dumb. Um, why not just not do it until SummerSlam? Because you got to get the tapings in the can, pal. Uh, but anyway, uh, at the same tapings, WWF ran the famous angle with Jake the Snake Roberts stripping Rick Rude down to his g-string. Lest no, we no, they blacked it out, so he was completely he was completely naked. Actually, you're wrong. Oh yeah, of course they they wanted to show the crowd his wiener, bro. Which bare ass to, cheeks, bro. Which, according to Honky Tonk Man's uh, unhinged rants back in the day, well, you know, uh, Rick Rude actually died because he was shooting steroids right into his Johnson and it turned black and fell off, so he killed himself. Oh, my God. Did people believe those? that crap still. I, I did, yeah. People still believe that, you know. Are you people like, I'm what? Serious. I've seen people on Twitter say that. Oh my they refuse to say anything else. Yeah. He had a heart attack. Is- he didn't kill himself. <laughs> And his Johnson did not turn black and fall off, to the best of my knowledge. Not that I'm, you know, uh, not that I'm a, a connoisseur of uh, hey, Rick Rude's doll. Hey, look. Hey, hey, I looked, okay? It was there. It yeah, was rapture. Right. Hashtag plans did not change, okay? It, <laughs> the Johnson did not what? fall off. 
Why is that a thing with him? You remember when he was talking crap about Brett and said that Goldberg kicked him so hard he couldn't even get his thing hard? <laughs> Why I about that. Is, is Mel Genitalia a, a thing with this fool? Like, if he doesn't like Look, you, man. he's got heat with you. He's going after your penis. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a cut. I'm just saying. That's a cut. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, well, to, to anybody, at the, like, look, I'm not judging you, honky tonk. All right, if you got something to tell us, oh, I got it. Yeah, just, uh, just not, not because of that, but like, why are you so obsessed with their things? Well, that's what I'm saying. I look, dude, I'm not judging you. If you got something to tell us, just say it. All right. Uh, I mean, I'm not judging because I'm judging. Like, dude, seriously, like, you can't pick a better target. Oh, uh, well, like, apparently his target of. Apparently, his target of choice is men's genitalia. So there you go. <laughs> I, I reminded oh, of the real. South Park episode. Oh, oh real. We're not, we're not joking. It's, it's out there on the, YouTube. Look. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's real. Uh, I'm reminded of the South Park episode where where uh, they kept going on. Uh, Tom Cruise won't come out of the closet. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, Owen Hart debuts as the Blue Laser, but Uncle Dave notes that they screwed up at a show in Philadelphia and announced him as the Blue Blazer, like he was some kind of sports coat or something. Hashtag plans changed. Um, I don't know if I believe that. Why wouldn't they just fix it? Yeah, so, so Dave got his name wrong, and then when they got his name right, he's like, ah, they're wrong. They don't know what they're calling this character. I do. <laughs> the blue laser. I just, that doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't I think it makes sound more sense right. than the blue blazer. Like, I don't, I never got that one. I'm like, I get the double B. The best thing you could come up with was blazer. Okay. Uh, no offense to anybody out there in Oregon, but yeah. Hey, what the hell does that uh, mean? Portland. Portland Trailblazers. Oh, screw them. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't go there and whoop their ass. Sorry, I had, you got me mad now. Sorry. Rip uh, City. I was going to say, uh, hasn't that kind of been a thing for a while? Like, just everybody kicks their ass, but. Uh, I mean, they, get, they, they get games in here or there, but not against us. We usually handle them. <laughs> but, like Honky Tonk Man wants to handle. Anyway. Damien uh, <laughs> Lillard, man. Game. Can't even shoot a ball or get his hard. Good lord. Uh, also, <laughs> the Baron debuts as the manager of the Powers of Pain as the team continues to lose heat. You take that back. So, okay, first of all, all this stuff he just said is all happening at SummerSlam. He debuts with them at SummerSlam. So they did all this to see if SummerSlam would work? I guess. Hey, you know what will get summer, the very first That's SummerSlam? That's also in the archives. I think our buddy Jacob Grundy did that with you. Um, yeah. That's that's uh that's news to me. Well, you know, I, I can't imagine them sitting around. You know what'll get the very first SummerSlam pay per view really popping is if we have the debut of Baron von Rashmi. <laughs> well, look, he was a name in the AWA, obviously. I mean, obviously I he was there with the powers of pain too. But oh, I'm not defending it. I'm just saying <laughs> they're, they're certainly like that's what they're thinking. Yeah. Oh, well, he got over in this uh, in this dying territory, you know, like 20 years ago, pal. So let's put him on TV. God. 
I'm embellishing a bit with it 20 years ago. Don't at me, but seriously, like, wait, like, why? Actually, they're still going when it's aired. <laughs> I don't know what uh, that was. It's early in the morning, guys. It's early in the recording in a while, so I'm not all there actually, yet. Actually, <laughs> uh, despite rumors, One Man Gang and Greg Valentine had not been fired by the WWF. Oh, well. Thank God. Oh, well, technically, One Man Gang is about to be fired, technically. Yeah, oh, well. <laughs> you know where I'm what going with hell? this? Yeah, uh, he does pop up in the, is it the early 90s he pops up in WCW? Or before this? I, early 90s. Okay. I think he was there before this too, though, actually. I feel like yeah. he was there before and after. And he, I can definitely tell you, I don't, know if you, I don't know if you know this, but I believe he was an early member of the Dungeon of Doom. Oh, well then. <laughs> Yeah, I know he was with Kevin Sullivan, and he like made himself look like he just came out a hot topic. But yeah, whatever. That is the second time this month, by the way. Hot topics got to mention on the show. We're, we're fishing for a, a sponsorship, by the way. If you can't tell, exactly. If it look, if you guys sponsor us, I will wear your stuff. <laughs> just saying. Anyway. Uh, Paul Orndorff might be starting with New Japan Pro Wrestling soon, although he denies it because he doesn't miss wrestling. Uncle Dave notes that Orndorff is doing pretty well for someone who has died something like 200 times in the past three months, and he just opened his third bowling alley as well. Well, that's mighty uh, wide. I will say, it, first of all, uh, Paul Orndorff owning a chain of bowling alleys is something I never thought I'd hear. Uh, I'm a bingo card. Yeah, that's uh, that's wild. It's a hell of a retirement plan. But well, like I, I said, look... he's still fighting. <laughs> yeah. I had to look this up because I was like, "What the hell is Dave talking about?" So apparently, what Dave is referring to is that Orndorff, uh, during Orndorff's semi-retirement, he was actually reported to have died, and the story made several newspapers. Okay, so I was going to ask you about that, but but he said something about five times. Yeah, I know. I, obviously, he was embellishing, but I'm, I'm like, so did multiple newspapers pick up on this and report that he died on multiple occasions or something? Cause like, oh, mo- whoa, wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me that Dave Meltzer reads reports that are false? Oh, man, I'm shocked. Right? I oh man. Well, I, I mean, take a take a break from this room quick and think about this. This is weird. Well, something like the fact that the fact that Dave Meltzer had to correct the record of other publications with more credibility is uh, <clears throat> a little jarring. That's another one I didn't expect to have on my bingo card. <laughs> but uh, either way, okay. To my knowledge, to be very fair, to my knowledge, Dave Meltzer in his reports have has never killed anybody off. I, I guess to my knowledge, I can be wrong. I he he usually it. it I, I think he waits until it's like 100% confirmed, like they're definitely not, not breathing anymore. That's not a mistake any quote-unquote reporter wants to make, ever. And it happens all no coming back. the time. <laughs> Especially in the early days of the internet. Uh, that was a thing. All the, like, It seemed like different celebrities were quote-unquote dying all the time. Sinbad the comedian got killed like three times. Kel Mitchell got killed a handful of times. Last like, year, I want to say Steve Martin did, and that one like kind of shocked me. Like he tweeted, uh, "I'm not dead. I don't know what they're talking about." Like, <laughs> okay, yeah. 
Um, well, uh, good to hear you're still alive. But, yeah, so apparently um, the the bit about the the time off, it was actually because of the injury to his arm and neck that he suffered during his Hulk Hogan feud, and uh, he left it untreated for a long time. So that's actually why he has atrophy in his, or had atrophy in his one arm. I keep forgetting he's passed away. Me too, it's sad. It wasn't that what long you- ago either. So do you think it was uh, an awkward encounter when uh, when him and Vader met in the afterlife? Like, hey, Paul, I'll, uh, hey, Leon, <laughs> uh, you're here, too, huh? <laughs> uh, assuming they both went up north, I don't think there's fighting up there, so I think it's fine. Yeah. Like, hey, you remember, when I beat that I you remember when I called you a fat, lazy SOB and beat the crap out of you with my slippers on? I, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is playing, man. Yeah, oh man, it was, it's, it's all in good fun. <laughs> anyway, uh, as long as John you hate, uh, as long as you hate that little bastard uh, Will Osprey, we're good. <laughs> good lord, uh, John Nord is probably going to have to return to wrestling because his family's car dealership went bust recently. He bust. was actually bust. <laughs> he was actually too far selling- ahead, Sorry. Right. <laughs> He was actually happier selling cars than doing the Nord the Barbarian gimmick. I can't imagine why. Uh, that probably explains well, why he... En- well, he's not gonna be, he won't be a Barbarian. He comes back, so it's fine. It's all, it all works. Yeah, right. He'll be a Viking. That probably explains why he ended up in the AWA again, because why else would you voluntarily work there? <laughs> a Minnesota Viking. Huh? I think it was a stretch on that one, huh? Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, an a-hole comment, but very accurate. Again, it's that that uh, that thing from Falcon Winter Soldier, where Falcon's like he's out of line, but he's right. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, for anybody that doesn't know, he was uh, the Berserker in WWF. So Berserker for a minute, he was the Viking, and then he was the Berserker. Yeah, he, brought, he tried to stab uh, the Undertaker with a sword in the middle of the ring <clears throat> one night too. That's no joke, man. So he's the he's the catalyst for. Uh, for the Viking experience that we that we all had, and, uh, and 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 for Drew McIntyre's eventual gimmick, and for Drew McIntyre, yeah, yeah. So there you oh, go. What a trendsetter, huh? He's getting some residuals out of that. And he had a Mattel toy, so obviously he left some kind of an impact. And you know what? It's kind of rare to find now, and and people charge up the butt for it. So out the ass, sorry. Yeah. Well, the Freudian slip. <laughs> they, uh, they charge up uh, the butt. <laughs> oh man! Well, they probably do that too. So I'm I, actually I, mad I didn't get that figure. I, I like to get the uh, the obscure ones from my collection, and I never got that one. Kind of pissed on myself for that. You got the goon, right? I got the goon. I got Zodiac. Yeah, I, I get the obscure. I'm gonna get Farouk Assad when he comes out. Like, I nice. love getting the uh, people are like, why? Why do you have that? Like, because they're the obscure ones. Why wouldn't you want that? Yeah, it's freaking it's like weird. Like a like, joking, like. Hallways, like it's a weird one, and I want it. <laughs> well, first of all, first off, it's a conversation piece, if nothing else. Right. Second of all, like you said, these weird ones—they usually fly off the shelves. I mean, uh, the goon I've been finding is kind of a um, peg warmer recently, but I'm, I'm sure, sure I some... have not seen it on a peg here in California at all. I'd make a deal with a major mark in uh, in uh, Dallas for it. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, I've I've seen I've seen quite a few of them around here. Uh, I. But 
I'm sure someday they'll be worth a lot. There were some ones back in the day that I wish I would have picked up. I'm like, damn it. Yeah, because you can't find it anywhere, even on like, you know, if, if you find it on eBay, it's, you know, a couple hundred dollars. It's like, what the F? Uh, I'm going for story. a Duke Josie one myself. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> you, I just got to part of 1994 when his vignette starts, and they are just, oh, good lord. I'm I, coming to the WWF to take the trash out. <laughs> It's weird to think that he was part of the Bone Street crew. Oh, man. It's, uh, that's a hell of a, an addition. That's like the Just Incredible in, in the click kind of story. <laughs> it really is. Uh, it's like, uh, well, it's like that whole crew is a Motley crew, to be fair. Yeah. Well, they need uh, him and uh, T.L. Hopper and put them together. They can be the dumpers or the dumpsters or something to that effect. Something about dumping <laughs> or taking the crap right. out. I don't know. Good lord, I just, I, you're saying all these words. The dirty white boy, T.L. Hopper. Come on. Anyway. Was he also Madonna's boyfriend? No, that was, um, hell, what the, Spicoli, Louis Spicoli. That oh, was, well, forgive uh, me. Yeah, that was his name down in Mexico, of all, of all things. Well, speaking of the AWA, this is our final story here. Uh, hold on, hold AWA, on. I'm going to assume there's no this week in ECW. In 88? No. <laughs> uh, but uh, there, there's this week in AWA, which is, uh, yeah, we don't cover this time period enough for me to have a stinger for that. So, you know, it is what it is. But the AWA's pay-per-view, in quotations, continues to be a complete debacle. The planned date is now back to November, this time in Chicago, but every arena in the city has turned Vern down. Uh, <laughs> That's sad. Well, let's uh, see, November, this is 88? Uh, yes. Uh, where's Survivor Series at? I think it's in Richfield, actually. Or is that the first yeah. one? Because I know so, the Survivor Series in uh, 89 or 90. 89. was in Chicago. That's why I oh, okay. Uh, but Jerry Jarrett is telling people, well, huh, you know, well, this is actually, you know. he said, this is actually my show, huh, you know. But Vern is telling people that it's his show. So, you know, that bodes well. Uh, we at least know that it will probably have Jerry Lawler versus Kerry Von Erich on top. Well, when you know who won the pony. We did that show, right? Yeah, Clash of the... Not Clash... No, Super, Super Clash. Clash. That was it. Yeah, Super Clash 3? I think it was 3. 2? I don't remember. Which, by the way, I don't know if anyone knows this. Apparently, Conrad Thompson's... Uh... Getting that trademark. Super Clash? Yep. Uh, of, all the, of all the names to trademark, that, that's, that's a keeper right there. What the hell? And yes, it was Super Clash 3. The show itself was not very good, and I'm being generous. I, I can't believe you said that. I thought that that was a banger. It drew under 2,000 people to the UCI, or UIC Pavilion. They did hold it in Chicago. And it... <laughs> At a pavilion, though. So, yeah, and it got forty-five thousand buys. So that's something. It didn't completely bomb, but this was not good. Not good. Bad. Bad. Worst pay-per-view ever. And it was a unification match on top between Jerry Lawler uh, with the AWA title and uh, 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 Kerry Von Erich with the. UCWA so, title, which is what WCCW. you just told me, was that 
the 45,000 buys probably came from within the Memphis area and the Dallas area. That's what I just heard. <laughs> probably. Okay. So that maybe a match, couple of Minnesota that were faithful uh, AWA people. But. Yeah, yeah, that match was actually good. Uh, I, I I enjoyed it. Uh, the rest of the matches on the show, I mean, you had like people way past their prime going out there that, you know, like Sergeant Slaughter and Colonel De Beers in a freaking boot camp match. Just jokes right <laughs> themselves for nowadays, but I'll go ahead and leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wahoo McDaniels and Manny Fernandez in an Indian strap match with lots of blood. Greg Ganya had a one on one match with Ron Garvin. I mean, this was, you know, it's just the best of the best. My boy and. Rugged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yikes. Uh, it, it was something to behold, but Jeff Don't Jarrett... listen to the show, though. Yeah, it was, I thought we had fun with it. Like I said, I like covering this time. Uh, the three Guerrero brothers, not named Eddie, were in the opening match, so there's that. And then Jeff Jarrett... Chavo Hector Mondo, right? Yes. And uh, Jeff Jarrett defends the... Uh, Use uh, WCWA light heavyweight title. So, and it, this is like Chibi Jeff Jarrett, uh, pretty boy got the, his quaffed bleach blonde hair, and yeah. So, <sighs> it's uh, it's an interesting time capsule. I'll say that. Either way, uh, I think it's about time to uh, brawl in the fall and clash with the champions. What do you say? Yeah, I mean, it can't be worse than the WA show, right? And, it, uh, well, you are correct on that, but that's only because you <laughs> wait, set wait, the bar well, below. That is correct. How dare you? But, but that is because you set that you, bar on the floor. <laughs> so uh, this one literally had to like skip jump over it. <laughs> but we're going to cover uh, all that on the other end of this break. It's NWA Clash of the Champions Trace uh, after this break. But I also got to remind you, going into this break, Listen in to Shaggy Von Doom, a.k.a. Kyle Sullivan, talking about hockey. Tis the season. He's rocking and rolling okay, with so new- I, I, As of the airing of this, I believe a preseason game's already started. I'm getting stoked. Yeah, so it's... Uh, it, listen it, to the hockey like podcast. It's great. Like I said, tis it's the actually, season. Uh, and a dedicated podcast to hockey, which we'll have a mini of because, you know, people don't like hockey for some damn reason. <laughs> yeah, and he... Uh, he covers it well. He's got brand new episodes dropping every week. He's got a studio set up and all that stuff. So he's he's rocking and rolling on that. I want to point out they're like forty minute episodes, and the reason I point that out is because they're uh, what do they call that uh, digestible? I believe they call it. Uh, yeah, I like to, to I like to get them uh, in on my uh, like my ten mile walks. It's great. Yeah, yeah it's uh, not that bad. And uh, I listened to the one. I I don't know a damn thing about hockey. I listened to the one you were on talking about the Sharks and, and uh, other things involving uh, your fandom and hockey. So that stuff's um, I gotta I got to go back and listen to all of his archives, but I've compl- I've li- I'm completely caught up on this season, and it's mm. great. I, I love a- the stories, and I feel like I learn something new every single time I listen. And that's the best thing. I'm not, a big, why- I'm not a big hockey connoisseur. I'm just a Sharks guy, but mm-hmm. he's like a, a freaking encyclopedia. So, yeah, I learned a lot. Nice. Well, it's like us with, with the wrestling. Every time you, you uh, tune in here, you learn something. I've, I've actually gotten comments on social media, people going, I had no idea this was a thing. <laughs> you, you have told me on the show, you're like, wow, uh, I'm 50 years old and I knew this. 
So I was today's yeah. years old when I learned the spoiler was apparently a big deal. I, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the the trainer of legends, damn it! <laughs> but either way, uh, check that out. Uh, it is uh, here in Puckbird, so uh, I, I I I like Real the name thing. because one of my favorite theme songs of any show ever is uh, for Ducktales, and yes, he they incorporated it. So. It's oh, great. Yeah, yeah I, I love it. I like the way he did that. So I popped. I marked. But we're gonna get into something that maybe didn't make us mark out. Uh, right after this. I'll break. speak for yourself. <laughs> Let's get into it right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. By God, somebody's interrupting the main event marks. Sit down, JR. It's just me, Kyle Sullivan, aka Shaggy Von Doom, your host of Here in Puckburg on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know, a hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought? This is an invasion angle. Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg, he told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcasts, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore, take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Center Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. It's NWA and Clash. We got this. Sorry. <laughs> what? So uh, we got. This. Okay, let's go. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is NWA Clash of the Champions. Trace Fall Brawl. I feel like for the third one, like it's only the third one, and they're already like, eh, it's a, it's just a show. Dumb. Well, I think personally, not to get far ahead, but I think WCW made this a show, the show. Yeah, yeah, because this was not it, pal. Uh, it took place September seventh, nineteen eighty eight at the Albany Civic Center in Albany, Georgia, and uh, had an attendance Not of 37... No. Uh, had an attendance of 3,700 people and a TV rating 
of uh, 5.4. So, cool. TV rating is pretty good. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. But the opening video talks about the desire of Sting to take the gold away from the Four Horsemen. Specifically Ric Flair, but just any horseman will do at this point. Uh, Maybe it so will far, happen in about two years. <laughs> right. Uh, so far, he's been unsuccessful. <laughs> I know, it takes so long. Uh, obviously, injury gets in the way of some of it. But, uh, yeah. But he was, he's was he been unsuccessful so far. But so in the main event here, he's taken on Barry Windham for the U.S. title. We now go to Tony Schiavone and Ric Flair running down the match card and talking about Flair's eventual match against Lex Luger for his world title. This that's going to take place at uh, Starcade in November. They uh, look, they should have, but they beat this home. Main event, Starcade. Ric Flair defends the NWA title against Lex Luger. But we're then introduced to tonight's commentary team, uh, Jim Ross and Bob Cottle. So we kind of have technically two commentary teams, sort of. I don't know. But we're now about 10 minutes into this damn show without a single match. Yep, WCW staple. I think we mentioned that last week on the uh, Fall Brawl and NDH show. Yep, uh, yep. That uh, it, it didn't change. I don't know why. I don't know who thought this was a good idea. And we get we technically get into this first match. It's Mike Rotunda with Kevin Sullivan in his corner defending the NWA World Television Championship against Brad Armstrong. B A B U double Z. Yeah. Well, yeah, double L. <laughs> hey, hold hold in there, Brad, because I know you're getting... Uh, this goes for 20 minutes, which, you know, we, you guys kind of know without spoiling the ending, kind of lets you know how this one's going. But hey, man, uh, you go from wrestling in a 20-minute match on primetime television for the television title, the, you know, d- don't worry, Jim Hurd will be here in a, in a couple of years, and you'll be the Candyman and Arachnaman and Fantasia. <laughs> You know, so 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 it really, it really it really takes me off when you don't start with Arachnid Man, man. That's the one right there. I I'm partial I'm partial to the goddamn candy man. So I don't know. Wasn't the candy man like a very like large African American dude? Not some scrawny white boy from Atlanta. Well, it's they the, the horror film I don't think was out at that point. It might have been, maybe. I don't know. But either way, uh, I was just trying to be a smart ass. You, you are correct. But his gimmick <laughs> was he comes out and gives candy. This grown ass man with a mullet comes out and gives candy away to the children before his match. I just want yeah. to point out that you needed to accentuate that he has a mullet. I, 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 that, I don't know. For, to me, that makes it creepier. <laughs> so I don't know. Either oh, way, take, uh, take a pause real quick. Take a pause real quick. I was uh, talking to a friend yesterday. You know, we, we always talk about when someone's got a mullet, sweet mullet, uh, what's it called, a uh, high and tight and all that. Oh, God. Here's something, here's something I never thought about, and I started thinking about it. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you want a mullet, how does that conversation go? You walk into the barber, like, you know what? I want a mullet. Start it. You, know, thinking- you, can't, just, you can't just have it. You know what I mean? It's not like a, an afro or something. It doesn't just happen. You need to style this thing. So how does this work? <laughs> Can you make it look like I'm wearing a towel on my head at all times? <laughs> I, I yeah, I don't, I don't know how, you, how one does that. Yesterday, I'm like, how does that work? Like you walk into the barber, I want to, so I need you to, you know, start it. It'll just happen, I know, but you need to start it, cut the sides or whatever. 
you know, you walk in and you're like, I just need to trim, you know, get it, get it kind of short. And he starts, whoa, 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 where are you going? Well, I got to trim the back. No, 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 I didn't say trim the bag. You leave it alone. All right. Front. Top, sides. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't touch that. That sweet, uh, that, that sweet Alabama waterfall I got going on in the back. <laughs> now I uh, wonder if that's what Brad Armstrong did. Uh, anyways. Yeah, right. Now he Either did that curly one though, dude. Like one of the yeah, oh, curly. hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah, oh. man. <laughs> he was he was all the way live with that freaking mullet, man. But before the match yeah, officially hey, starts, have a mullet, man. Have a mullet. Okay, anyways, <laughs> freaking commit. <laughs> but before the match officially starts, we get a damn commercial break. So we still haven't had a match yet. This is prime time Clash of Champions, people. I, I'm like, um. How do you not lose viewers doing that? Especially when you say, ah, hey, on the other end of this break, Mike Rotunda. Cool. <sighs> I'll stay tuned. Who's from Syracuse, which is near Albany, Albany, New York. But <laughs> right. Ugh, God. But yeah. I, if this only. Would, this would be a two minute rest hold followed by about a minute of moves, some stalling, rinse and repeat for this entire 20 minute match, by the way. Uh, towards the end, Dr. De- Dr. Death Steve Williams runs out to cheer Brad on. Thank God we didn't get a Dr. Death promo on this show. Uh, but we get something almost as good. Uh, the crowd gets on their Are you saying these promos aren't good? Oh, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> just, just to clarify. I want to be super clear on this. Uh, but the crowd gets on their feet to cheer Brad on as well. So they were getting into it at least. Uh, it looked as if he might do it a few times, but he does not. Rotunda goes for pin attempt after pin attempt, but the time limit runs out. It's a draw. Uncle Dave gave it two and three quarters of a star. I gave it two and a half for average. Say you. I gave it one, dude. I did not like this match. I thought it was okay. Uh, it just, yeah, it was like rest hold, rest hold. Uh, move, move, move. Back to rest holds. Like, <sighs> I mean, okay, first of all, it wasn't like, bad it was just boring yeah i mean it's not like it was you know two pieces of crap i'm talking about two guys you can actually wrestle just nothing going like, on i feel like they were filling 20 minutes rather than taking advantage of 20 minutes yeah they needed you to know? fill 20 minutes because you know they they you know they oh they only filled 15 in the opener and the commercials and everything yeah well it, it, but the Further on with that, when I think of two guys who need to, quote, fill 20 minutes instead of, you know, actually utilizing it, these two guys wouldn't come to mind because they're both pretty good wrestlers. I know I just crapped on Mike Rotunda earlier, but he's not a bad wrestler. You'll be, uh, you'll be regretting that on April 15th. You don't pay your damn taxes. It's coming uh, your He'll show up at my front door and his son will show up in my nightmares. I know it's a, it's a whole thing. <laughs> his other son will tell me to believe in myself. But and Barry anyway. will finish you off with the horror, with the hardest lariat you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, commentary and the wrestlers try to put uh, put over that you know this was a big moral victory for Brad Armstrong, but the crowd ain't buying it. They're booing the hell out of this. So but keep in mind he's from right up the street. By the way, I feel like he's the hometown boy, and it just yeah, ain't happening. Right. Yep, they were ready. They were ready to to accept him. With open arms, and they're just like, nope, more Mike Rotunda, baby. Got to put over the, uh, oh, crap, what the hell was that group? 
the varsity, varsity club. club. Yeah. And I put them over. Why, why has Kevin Sullivan never been in anything good ever? <laughs> <laughs> there's this. There's the, the freaking Dungeon of Doom. My God, you suck. Either way. Well, you said uh, it all right there. <laughs> we now go back to Tony Schiavone and Ric Flair talking about how the athletes of the NWA are the best in the world. Yeah. Flair uh, <laughs> says that he's got the greatest conditioning of all of them, however. Uh, they then continue to put over Lex Luger's impending world title match against Flair. After the commercial break, we go to Jim Ross and Bob Cottle discussing how gorgeous Jimmy Garvin will be out for an indefinite amount of time with a broken leg. We're now shown. Oh, a clip. yeah, this is a. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, well, we're shown a clip of how it I happened. Write it down, sorry. <laughs> I, I kind of laughed about it because it's just so ridiculous. I will, if I have to give this segment any credit. I think Garvin did a good acting job. So it's it like it came across as genuine. I bought it. Uh, he was preparing for his free bird run. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we're, we're shown a clip of what happened. So on World Championship Wrestling, which was just the name of their studio show, uh, before a match, Kevin Sullivan went after Precious, causing Garvin to attack him. Mike Rotunda jumps him as well. And uh, Sullivan shoves Precious, knocking out, <laughs> knocks out a referee. Like, what the... Why does he keep getting... Like, he's allowed to keep doing this. Abused women, beat up referees, nothing happens. He was the Vince Russo of his time, man. They're going to abuse her, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but uh, while Rotunda is holding Garvin down in, like, a front face lock, Sullivan grabs two concrete slabs. I, where? I don't know. But then he just, like, picks well, them up always, and frickin'. You always have to have two concrete slabs just sitting around in the studio, dude, just in case. Oh, yeah, you never, you never know when you got to break a mother effer's leg. <laughs> but Sullivan, I'm like, damn, these things must have been made of, like, you know, something somewhat, um, you know, soft, whatever. Because he picks them up, freaking slams these mother effers down into his shin. Like, he doesn't, like, drop it or, you know, like, like come down with it. He picks it up, freaking throws it down as hard as he can. I'm like, mother of God. And Garvin screams in pain. And then a bunch of baby faces rush out, and Sullivan and Rotunda book it. Uh, they eventually have to stretcher Garvin out of the studio. Conrad Thompson looks like they got the stretcher off of that show, MASH. Wow. <laughs> it it kind of does. I didn't really think about that. So sure. <laughs> yeah. He was like, where the hell did they get this stretcher from? The Korean War? They're taking him home from Korea, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, well, we can't afford a real stretcher. So, you know, we're, we'll have to make do. <sighs> anyway, uh, from that, we go, you know, from, from, I don't know if this is up, down, or lateral move. We go from that to the sheep herders of Butch Miller and Luke Williams, who some of you may know better as the Bushwhackers. They, have they don't wash their hands, well, Butch for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're with Rip Morgan in their corner. He is their, quote, flag bearer. And they're taking on Nikita Koloff and Dr. Death Steve Williams. What an effing Fresh off team. his arrest. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, fresh off his drug trafficking charges. Uh, this goes for about 17 minutes. Yep. My one note in here is, good lord, why this match? Why this much time? Well, I will say we actually, and you can, t I don't know if this is a positive or a negative. I'm, it's just a statement. 
we actually get to see the bushwhackers slash sheep herders try to wrestle and not just brawl and use weapons. And oh boy, do they suck. <laughs> oh, man. One of my first notes is why the hell would you book these fools to go over a quarter of an hour in prime time? <sighs> what could possibly be running through your head? God dang. Oh. By the way, by, uh, by like six, seven minutes, by the way, I'm already checked out of this damn match. Well, and a commentary note here was Jim Ross saying that the NWA is all about the best versus the best has a lot less weight to it during a Dr. Death and Nikita Koloff versus Sheep Herders match. <laughs> well, now hold on. The best what? You know what? You're... You got a point there, but he kept talking about how we got the greatest athletes in the world and, and wrestling lives here in the, in the NWA. It's the best versus the best. And that's like, uh, uh yeah, sure. about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the end, Nikita gets the, the hot tag, nails Luke with the Russian sickle and pins him to win. Uncle Dave gave this three and a quarter stars. I gave it dose for below average. Let's say you. I gave one. it two only because it was better than the last one. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought I, two was a fair rating. It was it, it was not like complete unwatchable garbage, just, but it was not good. It was just too damn long. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I and I no feel like this is a running see. thing with this show. Yeah, I, I have the, no the opener was long. The last match was long. This match was long. Oh, God, I know. They make it seem like they've got a shallow roster or something. It's like, you do not. You just said you have the best roster. <laughs> yeah, right. And I get yeah, giving some people time, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I have, no, I, I have no desire to see the sheep herders go over a quarter of an hour. It just, no thank you. Something else I had no desire to see was up next. It's not complete garbage. Oh, yeah. good lord. It's, uh, oh, wow. It, well, okay, maybe we'll agree to disagree. Uh, but <laughs> it is Dusty Dusty Rose, baby, taking on Kevin Sullivan with Gary Hart in his corner. What about I know minutes? you're thinking, folks. How can Greg think that's garbage? Well, stay tuned. Well, I don't know if you get the same thing looking at him, but Kevin Sullivan, to me, looks like he's about to tell us how he was a nam and killed Fitty Man. <laughs> Shout out to anybody who gets that <sighs> reference. But uh, Good Lord. Gary Hart gets involved a bit. At one point, Sullivan jabs the golden spike into uh, Dusty's throat and then to his chest. I stabbed his man booby. Yeah, we got a uh, we got glorified murder happening in the show. <laughs> All right. He's going to he's going to spike his ass. He's gone forever, bro. It's uh, stuff like this, which makes that theory about what he did or didn't do. I should say. Like, uh, you sure? Good Lord. <laughs> Uh, Dusty ends up getting the spike from Sullivan and slamming it into Sullivan's head. He's about to win, but Gary Hart pulls him out of the ring. And just then, I thought it couldn't possibly get any better, but I was proven <laughs> wrong because Al Perez runs out and attacks Dusty. The, the Al dog. Perez. Hell yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins' dad. Uh, now that I said that, you won't be able to see it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but... The headlining top of the card marquee name Al Perez runs out and attacks Dusty. They dog collar on a chain. 
He goes, hell yes. Perez. Jim Ross is yelling his name like this is like the biggest heel in the world. Al Perez! Al oh Perez! God, it's yeah. Al Perez! <laughs> He's coming to whip some ass. Uh, I'm like, Perez, no fair, by the way. Who the hell gets this excited about Al Perez? They acted like he mattered back in the day. And uh, I, I know. Don't think he, I don't think uh, he was. They didn't garbage. act like he mattered. They act like he was the guy. I know. He cut decent promos. And he was not horrible in the ring. I just never gave a damn. And I don't think anybody else did. Uh, he just he didn't have, quote unquote, it. I will say he also had a decent look. He was in good shape. He was tan. God, God dang, pal, that Starcade oh. made a vent in tan. You know who else was a good looking guy? Could, was decent in the ring, but no one cared. You know who else? The F um, and Z man. Yeah. Oh my God! Wow. I don't, we did I don't not think plan you, that, folks. I don't All think he could life, cut promos, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he could cut promos, though. So that but was a hang-up of his. But not that Perez was, you know, a great orator on the mic, but he wasn't garbage. Uh, either way, I Perez agree. Is, I I want to smack uh, seven, eight-year-old Greg for liking the Z-Man, but I, I didn't know much better. <laughs> Well, Perez and Sullivan whip Dusty into the ropes and try to clothesline him with the chain like a, you know, like each of them grabbed an end. But Dusty jumps up and lands on the chain like a belly flop. And that brings them both in and they nog and knock. So, that hurts. <laughs> and then here's this, by the, the way, is the best wrestling on the planet, folks. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And here's the pl- here's the kicker. Gary Hart gets in the ring. Dusty small packages him and the. Frickin' ref counts to three. What in the blue hell did I just watch? <laughs> Uncle Dave gave it a star. <laughs> Uncle Dave gave it a star and a half. I gave it two, maybe a star. I, I don't know. I, I was conflicted. You're both out of your damn minds. Don't even gotta say it. But... <sighs> No I couldn't give this. I couldn't give this anything. Well, I mean, I gave it a one, but I, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Like, was there a secret rule I didn't know about? Like, if the manager gets the ball, boom, he replaces him. Uh no, I don't know. Because how I'm many? So and then I then I'm thinking about I me. Mean, how many matches could Jim Cornette have lost for the Midnight Express? If this is a real thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, is this an NWA rule that we were unaware of? Like, ah, is there, uh, like what the. F- Frick, man. Well, after the match, Dusty do you Rhodes... Remember, real quick, real quick. Do you, remember, do you remember that clip I showed you? I don't know if you've seen it. Maybe I did, but uh, back in the day, like 2000 WCW, Nash is powerbombing guys. He's running like a gauntlet. And, yes, uh, and they're Slick counting Johnson, it. Slick Johnson, real name. It was counting the men down when Nash <laughs> wasn't even taking them. Yeah. yeah, he would big boot him and then move on to the next guy while Johnson is down. One, two, three. I'm like, what is going on? Same company, by the way, te- technically. And yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> well, the thing is, the the Booker then was, I think, Russo. Am I? Am so I two thousand? So, oh, uh, maybe. I mean, it could have been. That's a fifty. Oh yeah, yeah, because it was a new blood. Yeah, because he was taking on the new blood. So yeah, it was a Russo. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I don't know. Whatever. It's, it's this is just in in freaking sane, man. But then I can't, after I the can't see why uh, 
uh, NWA didn't beat WWE. I can't see why. I know. I'm blind to it. And look, people, you can have some of the best wrestlers on the planet. But if your booking is god-awful, nobody's going to watch. AEW. <laughs> yeah, AEW has some damn good wrestlers, but... It has Daniel Bryan, dude, arguably the wrestler. Okay, right. so there you go. <laughs> and I know you're not a big fan of him, but honestly, John Moxley's been carrying a lot of stuff with that company for a while now. I'll admit, the past couple of weeks, he's been the thing to watch. So did you hear he had yeah, a six uh, weeks he had a six week vacation booked and planned and everything and then the crap went down with that brawl after all I, out I, I know everything. about that be- I know about that because his wife said it which is like okay then it must be true yeah yeah right uh, she well, said on the, the show guy, uh, he had the vacation booked with one of his buddies was tweeting about it he was like yep he uh, he was called in to you know was like hey can you can you help us out and he said yep I'll cancel my plans and came right in like. I'll, you know, for for the substance abuse issues or whatever, you know, that's I, I don't care about that. He seems like he's overcome it. Good for him. That's that's some dedication. man. I mean, I can't say I would ever do that if I had a six weeks vacation planned after getting my ass beat in the ring for that amount of time. I think I'd take it. But good. That's, you know, can't say enough nice things about John Moxley after something like that, dude. Either way, uh, uh, guarantee he's getting a nice payoff too. I mean, you know, oh, well, I, yeah, that wasn't <laughs> the first thing. It's like, hey, can uh, you think you can bail us out? And be like, yeah, um, hey, uh, just tack an extra zero to the end of that check. You know, we'll be good. <laughs> See that uh, that incentive bonus? That's uh, Trevor Lawrence. We're gonna scratch that off. That's now Moxie's money. Yeah, all there's gonna be any incentives met by the Jags anyway. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, all that extra cap room you've got because you're clearly not using it for anything good for your football team uh yeah just just send it to me <laughs> but after that was, uh, well, awesome do you remember awesome ceo and he's like that's shaming man so I scratch that off that's now the beer budget <laughs> <laughs> i love that scratch off lawrence's money that's going to moxley more people Hell watching yeah. jags anyway so <laughs> like i pointed out that that swimming pool that exists at daily's place the only reason that exists is because they they were trying to get people if they weren't going to show up for the football you know, buy a ticket and come swim with other, you know, Jags fans. That you know, that's enticing. <laughs> yeah. But after the match, Dusty Rhodes runs into the crowd and sits down in a chair to celebrate with fans. Two little kids come sit on his lap like he's Santa Claus. And then he gets up <laughs> yeah. and walks away. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, one of you them was that, not Cody, right? Can we confirm that? Uh, I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't believe either one of them or it looked like just two random kids that their parents were like, go sit on Dusty's lap. Like, no. But after the commercial break, we go to Tony Schiavone and Ric Flair sitting at a table with former San Francisco left guard or San Francisco 49er left guard, John Ayers and mother of God who let this man talk. I damn near had to have the cringe surgically removed from my face. He was more known for, you know, guarding the guy who talks, Joe Montana, than he was for talking. But, uh. yeah, and I know he's dead and he's a legend, I, I guess. Uh, but he, I think we've established on this show that we're not crapping on the human. Apparently, we still got to do it, though, because idiots don't get that. Whatever. Yeah, like, I, I don't I don't think he's a bad dude. It's just I, just because you can't, you know, you're not good at public speaking doesn't mean you're a horrible person. But he should have never been allowed to talk, or at least rehearse it beforehand. Well, keep in mind, this is 88. Uh, I 
I want to say the Niners are fresh off of a Super Bowl win over your Bengals. <laughs> Anyways, um, F off. <laughs> so, I mean, like, he's a hot commodity. And, and this is November, right? Wait, right? No, October. September. September. What, what month is this? September. September, yeah. It doesn't matter, though. Football's in full swing. So, he's the thing right now. So, I mean, that's why. Again, he's a Super Bowl champion. Football just started. They probably have a bye week this week or something. This However is the hell actually... he gets older playing the Falcons. So whatever. Um, yeah. So, well, yeah, I get him. <laughs> uh, but this was a continuing issue with the NWA for years, by the way, this whole promo thing. Because they let people, like I alluded to earlier, like Steve Williams cut promos frequently. Like... Oh, uh, well, I mean, you're being loose with the word promos. But, yeah, he, he did something on the mic. They let him speak. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was... Uh, God knows why. And I mean that literally. Only God knows why. But, yeah, right. I think it was Clash of the Champions... Yeah, it was our Clash of the Champions 2 Miami Mayhem show, I think, was the one where I ran down his entire promo. That might have been the worst promo in the history of pro wrestling. Maybe. Yeah. And that's I covering a lot of ground. Man, it's up there. I, wrote, I read it verbatim on the podcast, so if you guys haven't heard it, go check it out. It was... Uh, yeah. I think you'll watch it. <laughs> For yourself on uh, on Peacock, right? Yeah, because oh, yeah, you, gotta... you may need to see it to believe it. You might even think we're joking. And he sp- and he says this stuff with like such confidence. Like, uh, okay. Either way, the camera uh, angle, by the way, it added to it. Did you realize it was like a it was like an upward shot, looking down ish kind of camera? Like the like the yeah. uh, tripod was too high or yeah, something. But... It just it just looks so completely off. It was. Like, it looks so stupid. I know. But uh, we went from that last match, which was not good, to this match. Uh, but the, the thing I really want to point out here is it's Ivan Koloff with Paul Jones and the Russian assassin in his corner taking on Ricky Morton in a Russian chain match that went just shy of 10 minutes. We had one of the low-key best managers of all time in Gary Hart represented in the last match. Now, we have one of the worst managers ever, Paul Jones, in this match, following it up. <laughs> the bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Well, I can spoil that for you. No, it doesn't. But anyways, let's go. <laughs> and anybody who wants to, like, I, I don't know. Then again, I didn't think there were a lot of people that we've trashed on that had a lot of fans. So this might surprise me. If there are any actual Paul Jones supporters out there, I would like you to actually tell me why. What about and, uh, anything just, he's ever done? Let me put an asterisk on that. You can't be related to him. Okay, yeah, okay. And if you are related to him and want to tell me why, it can't be, well, because I love him and he's, you know, a family member. That's to be so, like, outside of that, all right? Ah, man. But anyway. Uh, man. I, I, if people don't realize this is a, a, a passionate thing to Troy here about Paul <laughs> <laughs> I just think he sucked, and I don't know why he got such TV time. Here's another. Here's the first note I had about this match too. Besides the manager thing, why did we just see a chain gimmick in the last match right before a chain match? I didn't even piece that together. Oh, God, right. God love you, Dusty. But this was some of the dumbest booking I've ever seen in my life. Garbage. It's just dumb. That's like having you uh, like, chains everywhere, Daddy. They sell tickets and spikes like, the face. Yeah, right. That'd be like if, uh, you know, let, let's bring it to, you know, like even the Attitude Era. Let's say at the end of one match, we get uh, 
you know, a, an afterbirth of like ENC doing a big concerto and beating the crap out of the Dudleys, making them bloody and everything else. And then in the very next match, we get a hardcore match. Like, uh, well, we just saw a bunch of blood and weapons Bro, and everything keep else. It going. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Bro, they're hot now. Throw them out there with more weapons. Kill them. But oh, uh, we got murder on TV, bro. He's Ratings forever. Hell yeah! I mean, in his defense, that would draw some eyeballs. Ricky has the match won at one point, going to the fourth turnbuckle. This is one of them where you have to touch all four turnbuckles to win. Uh, but Which, Ivan, is by the way, a strap match. I'm trying to figure out why that's a chain match, but okay, it's it's for both. Well, because he's Russian, Greg, you got to replace the strap with the chain. So. Yeah, uh, he actually, actually he is he actually is Russian too, by the way. Uh, uh, he might be Russian from in, in like descent or whatever. Like Tony Schiavone said, he's actually from like Nebraska or something like that. Well, I'm just saying he's more Russian than Nikita. Uh, well, well, yeah, that's that's my Nikita. Point. Nikita <laughs> legally foot, changed know. his name to Nikita Koloff too, whereas Ivan Koloff, <laughs> this was a gimmick. I have I have met that man. There is nothing Russian about him. Okay. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> anyway, do you think uh, the reason that I nice was too, always... by the way, I gotta point that out. I gotta point that out. It's not, yeah, you know, nothing personal. I heard he was a good guy. He's a cool dude, but man, he was terrible. I I liked uh, the Arn Anderson story where he said the very first time he ever met him, he 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 walked up to him in the uh, the locker room and he he's like, "Hey, I'm Marty Lundy. Uh, nice to meet you." And he shook his hand. And he said something in Russia, whatever. He's like, "Okay then," and he walks away. And he's like, "Hey, you guys." Uh, it's pretty cool. You guys got yourself a shoot Russian, and they all laughed, and they're like, "He's from Minnesota." <laughs> <laughs> He's as uh, uh, shoot Russian as uh, Chief J. Strongbow is New American. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I, I I gotta ask though. Do you think that Ivan was always such like an angry little heel because he couldn't see over most counters? I don't know. You wanna <laughs> tell me? <laughs> I it, it frustrates me. But I wouldn't say I'm an angry man. But, uh, yeah, dude, either he, way. He just looked like he was just chronically pissed. I know. And he's, you he's know, a little just, dude. Not even when, like, something good was happening for him and his team or something, you know? He was just, like, pissed. If he grew out the side hair a little bit and shaved his face, he'd look like Gargamel. <laughs> I just realized Holy this. crap. But anyway, uh, the end of the match now, wrapping this up. Uh, he, so, Ricky's dragging yeah, Ivan. we were done. <laughs> Ricky is dragging Ivan by the chain, trying to touch the fourth turnbuckle. But uh, for some reason, Paul Jones carried a riding crop, and he put it in the ring, Like, and he's holding on to one end, Ivan's holding on to the other end, and the top comes off of the, the riding crop, and he slips. So that means Ricky's able to touch the other turnbuckle and win. Uncle Dave gave it dose stars. This is the first time I rated it higher. I gave it two and a half for average. Thought it was okay. Let's say you. I gave it two. We've seen worse on the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, if that's what you're grading on, um, yeah. So I have to. When like there's hardly any good matches, you kind of have to use the old curve. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But after the match, the Russian assassin gets in the ring and beats up Ricky Morton. The Russian assassin is a dude in a mask, by the way, for anybody. Uh, who doesn't know? Uh, that's that's you a didn't cool debate way to go if he's it. actually rushing this out still. But You're right, uh, but he gets in the ring and he beats up Ricky Morton as Paul Jones argues with Ivan Koloff about what just happened. Jones mouths off too much and Ivan hauls off and cold cocks him. Uh, the Russian assassin 
now uh, gets in the ring and he hits a running knee to the back of Ivan, or you know, a, a high, a high knee, if you will. Uh, before wow, we both went stupid with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> before a second Russian assassin joins in on the assault, I think this one is Jack Victory, but I can't say okay. for sure. Okay. Uh, two things. Number one, again, not Russian. Number two, we're <laughs> yeah. back to having Jack Victory in all of our shows. <laughs> F yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he's for anybody doesn't on, know, uh, in the early days of this pod, we had Jack Victory on like every damn show. Yep, and even if Not we didn't know, this, there were some shows he was on twice. <laughs> Remember, because he wrestled once as like the Russian <gasps> assassin, and then he'd come out later as Jack Victory, or vice versa. Yes. <laughs> I hope he got paid well for it, that's all I gotta say. Uh, well, but as Paul well Jones, as the guy named Jack Victory can get paid, yes. Right. Uh, high spot, high spot. He stole, stole the promo again. <laughs> uh, Paul Jones joins the assault as well as they all triple team Koloff. They even use the chain on Ivan, busting him open because we got to get more blood in, brother. Uh, and in uh, smart formatting decision number 10, they wrap the chain around Ivan's neck and hang him over the top rope as we go to a commercial break. Hey, folks, we're about to see a man die on TV. We'll be right back after these messages. We'll be right back with the conclusion, whether you uh, lives or dies. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, That's your television. Yeah. Right after this commercial break, you're going to find out if this mother effer died. Like, what the hell <laughs> is going on? God, this sucked. Uh, by the way, where the hell was Nikita? Like, they were like kayfabe family. Nikita's just like, F it. <laughs> Let him die. Like, I don't know. I can tell you, though, if two dudes are beating up my brother and hanging him with a chain, I'd probably get my ass out of there, too. Uncle Ivan, remember back in Soviet Russia, chain or er, you hang chain. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how that one would go. What to, the hell? I, I don't know. He was supposed to be Uncle Ivan to Nikita, and it's like so. Like uh, I just got a call Uncle, from mother. Okay, she told I, me let you die. I don't know why it was. I thought brother, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Well. Either way, uh, you know what's. You can actually, as far as I know, still find this match on, in its entirety on YouTube. It's an interesting watch. Uh, I want to say it's Madison Square Garden, maybe. Um, it's Ivan Koloff versus Dusty Rhodes in a coffin match. Uh, it sounds um, weird, and it is, but it's an interesting watch. No five stars in the Tokyo Dome, but it's an interesting watch. Well, what is? It's uh, like early 80s. So, yeah, go uh, check that out. Honestly, uh, it's like, like I said, check it out on, uh, on the tube of you. Uh, you won't regret it. It's, it's something to see. The coffin before is like we go, really... before we go Before we go on, how much money are you getting paid to say this? <laughs> Good Lord. Well, it's, it's kind of funny to see because it's like a, a really lightweight coffin that they can kind of fling around, whatever, and the, uh, the, the lid isn't attached. So... Yeah, it's, I don't know. You, it, it looks like somebody made it in their barn and brought it to the show. Some Undertaker made his casket, so. Yeah, right. But for some damn reason, we get back from commercial break, and Jim Ross is interviewing John Ayers again. Luckily, they don't let him say much about what he's going to be, to, uh, about, you know, when he's going to be the referee for the Ric Flair versus Lex Luger match. Jim Ross kind of guides him as much as he can and cuts him off and stuff, so. 
thank God. What, like, why? Why do we need this? Why do you need to talk again? You know, I'm just now realizing NWA, WCW, they did a lot of work with football players, dude. Yeah, that's very true. Is that? Yep. I'm just, I'm just picking this up. Random athletes. And then there are a couple times they brought in some NASCAR drivers and whatever else. So, yeah. Yeah, good Lord. <laughs> I'm talking about a great sport like football. You bring up NASCAR. Good Lord. Hey, it uh, fit their demographic at the time. And then they're like, hey, I don't know why you think we're Southern wrestling. We just have, you know, uh, Kyle Petty or, or Richard Petty on the show. So either way, hey, uh, we're gonna t- don't know what to say. <laughs> we're going to take our next break. But when we come back, it is main event time right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh. Another wrestling podcast? How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Center Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go movie. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O-K. 
KAS there. Nearly hey, stuck up the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Yeah, but we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we are back. Yeah, man, we're back. All right. <laughs> it's Barry Windham defending the NWA United States heavyweight title with JJ Dillon in his corner against Sting. Uh, so this Watch one out, goes- folks. We might get a wrestling match here. This one goes 21 minutes, 14 seconds. Uh, this is actually my highest rated match on the card, as it should have been. But uh, Widom gets busted open on the ring post by Sting. Uh, he then works the knee of Sting for a while and even locks in the figure four at one point. But he doesn't get the Stinger to submit. In the end, J.J. Dillon gives Barry Windham a chair while the referee is distracted and he blasts Sting in the head with it. When Windham goes for the cover, John Ayers stops the count and informs a ref of the wrong <laughs> That's duty. That's a real sentence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was blocking it, man. Uh, the referee then calls for a disqualification because who am I to question the good got dang name of John Ayers? Uh, and Uncle Dave gave this three and a quarter stars. I just gave it three. Let's say you. I gave it three. Best match of the night. Again, that curve yeah. may be coming into play here, but... Yeah. Well... After the match, J.J. Dillon gets in the ring, throwing a fit, and he gets in Ayers' face. Barry Windham grabs the U.S. title and is about to blast Ayers in the back, but Sting drop kicks him out of the ring. Ayers then grabs J.J. Dillon by his jacket and picks him up and throws him into the corner. He then poses with Sting as Dillon and Windham take a powder. Uh, I've seen more ref- more emotion out of a refrigerator than I did out of John Ayers. That's fair. So... To close the show, after commercial, yes, we get another commercial after this. We get commentary talking. We get commentary talking about the show, and then Ric Flair cuts a promo on Lex Luger and John Ayers, which is oddly enough probably the best thing of the whole evening. (laughs) (laughs) So, Uh, in total on this show, we technically got two clean finishes if you count the Russian chain match, one time limit draw a pin of a manager, and a DQ in the main event. And I wonder why <sighs> JCP went under. Wasn't even a partridge in a pear tree either with all that. <laughs> this effing sucked, man. Like, God, this, this was a clash of the champions, which was supposed to mean something. But stupid me for thinking that, I guess. Either way... <laughs> We're going to take our last break of the podcast. On the other side of this, we're going to tell you what the final ratings are and what's coming up uh, to close out the month of September. And we've got some surprises for you in October. Right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. 
Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Final ratings time, y'all. Internet Movie Database gave it 6.7 out of 10. Uh, Cagemash.net gave it 6.05 out of 10. Uh, everybody kind of hovered around the same. I gave it a 6.5 out of 10 for a B minus, probably. Let's say you. B minus, which of course means it passed. <laughs> oh, man. This, this was not good. I literally picked it for the name. And we covered the first two Clash of the Champions. So there you go. Uh, and I was trying to shake and things so- up, back to 88. <laughs> yeah, it the uh, whole thing sucked. I can't say the whole thing sucked. There were a couple decent things on the show, but for the most part, it sucked. Either way, that does it for the bonus show. Closing out the month next Wednesday on the 28th, we're bringing you WWF Ground Zero in your house. 1997. Uh, I still haven't watched that one yet, so... I can't even give a cursory, oh, yeah, I thought such and such about it. Uh, I didn't hate it. Yeah, I'm sure it's fun. At, at the very least, even if these shows from 97 aren't good, most of them are fun at the very least. So, And there's always the news, plenty of news coming out of 97. So that'll be a hot way to end our September. Next month, I tried to change it up a little bit. October is kind of all over the map, which... I know you appreciate, you don't like hanging around, you know, uh, the same years over and over, and I, I get that. So, we're switching it up, and there, there's something else after this, the schedule I wanted to talk about. But, first of all, it is Halloween Havoc and Bound for Glory Month. We're going to focus heavily on that. Only one WWF show for the entire month. We're trying to switch it up. October 5th, we're bringing you our first Bound for Glory. It's our next stop on 2007 in TNA. It's Bound for Glory 2007. 
Any big memories of that one jumping out at you? I feel like I remember that being a really good show. Yeah, Battle for usually was, was good. Yeah. Um for Larry was usually good to great. Uh, so I got to go back and check it out. I have not watched any October shows yet. But, yeah. So, that one we will cover. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, we're shaking it up again on October 12th. We're covering ECW Anarchy Rules 2000. Uh, yeah. We haven't touched on ECW in a while. And we haven't touched on the year 2000 in ECW there's, for a while. There's a so. reason for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we might... Hey, just have a special guest on uh, on the show here, so uh, we, we might we might have a third man. So that'll be fun. You and I will have to uh, have to choreograph everything on that one. And uh, like I said, it's it's part of my trying to shake things up for October and do something special. And I hope you all enjoy it. Maybe get a a more neutral voice on ECW in here rather than you and I, who just we pretty much hate everything about it. So. Uh, that's coming up in October. Then we got our first, it's bonus show. Coincidentally, when I watch ECW show, something does come up. (laughs) Good Lord. But, uh, we've got our first Halloween Havoc of the Month for bonus show week on October 19th. It's, we gotta go, we gotta hit 97 at least once. So we're covering WCW Halloween Havoc 1997. Age in a Cage. Yeah. There's a moment in that age in the cage. It's gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna spoil it. <laughs> yeah, there's. Uh, I think I. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, it's <sighs> something. The cage is weird. I'll say that. So that's the only thing I remember from that show is age in a cage. I don't remember anything else. But I gotta go I'll back and watch. Got one of the greatest wrestling matches of all times on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta go back and check it out. Um, I honestly forget the rest of the card. So. Uh, and then the bonus show that week, we're going to 1999 for WWF raw on October 11th, 1999. The significance of the show, it's the first time they were ever in the Georgia dome, the WWF, <laughs> which you want to talk about shots, man. They're like, ah, oh, you can, uh, can do your, uh, your nitro from the Georgia dome. Huh? Well, how, how's that working out here in 99? Yeah. We're going to run raw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, I don't know anything about the card. I don't, again, I, I didn't. I don't look too deep into it. See what the card was. I don't know if it's a good show, a bad show, something in between. Uh, but let's just say they're drawing much bigger numbers in October of '99 in the Georgia Dome than WCW was. So there's that. Didn't it? Well, earlier in this year they held a show in the Georgia Dome and I think killed the town. So there's that. Killed the town. Killed the. Uh business yeah uh, killed my enthusiasm uh, but then we are closing out the month we got to do one more bound for glory it's october 26th we're covering tna bound for glory 2005 uh without looking at the card i'm going to assume jeff jarrett is in the main event <laughs> Pretty he safe is assumption. and the main event is a cluster ah uh, man yeah i gotta go back and let's just say the advertisement event that was built up for weeks. That day changes. Oh yeah! Didn't somebody <laughs> was it was it Nash that got hurt at the last minute? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Who had Nash get hurt in, the, in their lottery in their bingo card? <laughs> I I know it. Uh, <laughs> that one just uh, that's so out of character. Anyway, 
that that's uh, October. The the uh, special thing I wanted to talk about was a while ago, Greg and I had recorded a few watch-alongs and for matches, some some significant, and when I say significant, as we had mentioned before, that doesn't necessarily mean good, some significant matches from Halloween Havoc's past. And since you guys all love Halloween Havoc, we're only covering one this month, we're going to bring you some watch-alongs on YouTube exclusively. I've been working hard to put these together. Uh, I haven't even discussed it with Greg yet, but he had mentioned before about, you know, wanting to do some watch-alongs. And we had these uh, in the can, if you will. So, figured might as well put them out and let you guys uh, you guys watch along. So, we'll and laugh. Talk. Have fun. Yeah, that's... Because um, yeah. you will. <laughs> uh, but anyway... That, uh, that does it for that. We'll tell you more about the watch-alongs as the uh, dates approach, but go subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, click the little bell to be notified whenever we post something because I'm trying to post more content, more content, pal, each and every day, each and every week. Well, thank you for joining me today, Greg. Yeah, sure. This was something. <laughs> and we will come at you all next week with WWF Ground Zero in your house. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.